0: Hello and welcome to the Plant Powered Life Podcast. I know you're really going to love the topic that we're talking about today. We're going to be talking about metabolic capacity, whether or not you have a slow metabolism, metabolic adaptation, all those kinds of things. So the reason that I chose to talk about metabolism today is because I have seen so many of these 20-something-year-old social media influencers going around saying, there's no such thing as a broken metabolism. If you're not losing weight, it's because you're not in a calorie deficit. You're cheating on your diet. Your calorie density is too high. You'll, if you're in a calorie deficit, you'll lose weight no matter what. It's, and just blame, blame, blame and whatever. And it's really easy if you're a 20-something that's genetically naturally thin. It's really easy to point fingers at other people and just say this should be easy. You must be doing something wrong. Um, But I am here to tell you that you are not doing anything wrong, and that first, before I get into everything, these 20-something-year-old social media influencers are wrong, okay? And I'm going to explain why, and there's research to back up what I'm actually saying. So before we get into it, though, I want to say that the idea of a broken metabolism is wrong. So in that case, they are right. Nothing's broken. Your metabolism is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's not broken. Broken essentially meaning it's not going to work. Like it's not broken. Your body's doing what it's supposed to do, is what I'm saying. Um, The other thing that I want to myth that I want to dispel before we get into everything today is the idea of starvation mode. There is no such thing. You cannot be starving and overweights at the same time. Those don't go together. So I know that you might feel like you're not eating very much food and that you should be able to eat more than you are and be able to maintain a leaner weight, and that may be true. And that is where adaptive thermogenesis or metabolic adaptation comes in, and we're going to talk about that. But there will... so essentially there comes a point where the body can no longer adapt or reduce the metabolism to conserve anymore and then you start losing weight okay i mean you know you can't just not eat any food and not lose weight if you if you know what i'm saying but there are people who have metabolic adaptations that can go fairly low that would blow some people's minds if they actually realized what some people are eating and they just don't believe it and research there's not a ton of it there has been some recent research and we're going to talk about that but a lot of dietitians nutritionists and especially these social media influencers that are in their 20s have no idea what they're talking about Um, and they they haven't really actually looked into this they just love to say there's no such thing and move on so we're going to talk about this and I'm going to explain physiologically what's happening um, in your body so that you can understand why you feel like you have a slow metabolism. So the first thing we're going to talk about when I have when I work one-on-one with clients and my specialty is working with women that want to come to a plant-based diet or who have been eating a plant-based diet and they're not getting the results that they wanted. Uh, Whether that is health goals that they have or if it's weight loss goals that they have. I work with both, but we're going to be talking about weight today because that's what metabolism um, really is. But it can also spill over into hormonal issues. So we're going to talk about that as well. So basically, when I'm working with women and we, we start working together, if I don't see that they're actually eating more calories than they think they are, which is definitely an issue... But if i see that they're not and they should be able to lose weight on what they're eating first thing i see in their history is a history of chronic high intense cardio type exercise and initially that's not necessarily a bad thing but i want to tell you that exercise is not a good weight loss strategy and that's not just me telling you that i have seen that in a lot of research a lot of weight loss research that has been published in peer-reviewed journals oftentimes will conclude that exercise is not a weight loss strategy. It's good for you. It's good to move. It's good for you, but it is not good for weight loss. Um, In fact, one study looked at people that were asked to exercise for an hour a day versus people asked to exercise for 30 minutes a day. Who would you have thought would lose more weight? I bet you would think that the ones exercising an hour a day would lose more weight than those exercising half an hour a day, and guess what? they didn't. They lost the same. So, and that, you know, they weren't worrying about what they were eating. They just let them do their thing and they just added the exercise in and that is what they found. So, exercise is not necessarily doing what you think it is. So, when I see women coming to me and I see a history of chronic exercise, and it's usually women who are in their 30s or older who have done this, but it can happen to younger women as well, that they love cardio they are doing spin classes and hit cardio and kickboxing and all kinds of high intense workouts and what happens and you'll notice this so if you have any like tracker watch that tracks your heart rate and all of that what you'll notice is let's say you're doing all your intense workouts and your resting heart rate say is 61. And then let's say you go on a 10-day vacation. And so you're not working out during those 10 days. You will notice during those 10 days that your resting heart rate starts to go up. So it might be like 65 or 68 um, while you're on vacation. And then it drops back down to 61 when you begin the exercise again. Why is it doing that? And I've noticed this in myself as well. Because your body will conserve energy when you are expending energy doing exercise and that's normal it's not a bad thing but over time um, chronic cardio exercise can cause lean the loss of lean muscle Um, over time it so it can cause metabolic adaptations that happen even after that chronic exercise has stopped for a while and so that's just a piece of the puzzle it can Um, lower blood pressure, lower heart rate, lower your body temperature, do all kinds of things. Um, And that can have an effect on how many calories you burn in a day. That's not a huge one, but that is definitely a piece of the puzzle. Some women that over-exercise may even lose their menstrual cycle, have sleep disturbances, and start noticing that they don't have a lot of energy through the day, or they have crashes of energy in the afternoon. Again, Your body is adapting for all this exercise that you're doing. So then we move on to women who are coming with a chronic history of dieting. And women with a chronic history of dieting, it's very interesting. They'll be on low-calorie diets, low-fat diets. Um, Sometimes I see juice cleanses or green smoothie cleanses or potato diets or low carb diets and then back again and all this kind of stuff going on for years and your metabolic rate is absolutely going to change over the course of this time of all these diets of gaining and losing weight when you lose weight you also lose muscle mass you lose fat mass your metabolic rate adjusts to the reduction of calories if you're not getting so then let's look at um carbohydrates I was going to talk about that let's get into um Not eating enough carbohydrates so I have women coming from paleo keto whatever low carb diets that are out there I can't even keep track of them all um what happens when you this this is probably one of the worst offenders to be honest with you in um, metabolic adaptations because your body's primary source of fuel is glucose that's why if you don't have blood sugar in your blood within a very tight range probably 70 to 100 milligrams per deciliter, you are going to pass out, lightheaded, go into a coma, die depending on what your blood sugar level is. And yes, your body in the case of starvation, which is the only time that ketosis naturally would occur is when you're in a a place of starvation. Keto diets are actually termed starvation mimicking diets and they were only used to um, help children with epilepsy because the brain's main source of fuel is glucose and in trying to reset the brain and reduce seizures they were using keto diets however it is still not common practice because of the dangers that they saw in that research and if you look up that research you will find that they had kidney stones they had high cholesterol in these children there were children who died from fatal heart arrhythmia fatal electrolyte imbalances it was not safe they had kidney stones in these kids gallstones you name it it would it just did not go well and so um it amazes me that people eat these types of diets it absolutely amazes me but anyway what happens is a lot of people think that your body can create glucose out of the fat that you eat or out of fat but when I look up the research on this it didn't actually happen in a real-life situation. Like, logically, they are thinking of how the body could do such a thing, but then when they actually do studies and watch what's happening, um, the body can actually really only make about 6% of its energy needs into glucose from fat. So that just isn't going to cut it. Where do you think um that glucose is coming from to keep your blood sugar levels up do you know it's actually coming from skeletal muscle usually which means it's your body is using your muscle mass in order to keep your blood sugar levels up that's actually where it's coming from it's just keto promoters aren't going to tell you that they're going to tell you that you're getting energy from the fat you eat and that's just not where it's coming from you'll so I'm not going to get too much into that. But what happens is the body has to slow the metabolic rate down because you your muscle mass is a finite resource. It is not unlimited. And so your body has got to conserve that muscle mass until you can get to a better source of food. You are literally in a starvation situation. And I'm not talking starvation mode. That's not a thing. I'm talking literal starvation. If you are out in the middle of the wilderness and you're just out there trying to scavenge for food, your body does this to preserve you until you can get to another food source. It was not ever, ever, ever meant to stay in that state for a long period of time. And it isn't healthy. It's just to preserve your life. Okay? Sometimes we would do things to save our life that we wouldn't normally do, right? And that's what our body is doing. So what happens, we're gonna talk a little bit about what the thyroid is doing, and this can occur from all this chronic exercise, this can, can occur just from chronic dieting, this also occurs a lot with low carbohydrate type diets. So what happens is the body needs to start conserving energy because we're not getting enough calories in, we're not getting enough carbohydrates in, or we are expending way, way, way too much energy through exercise what happens is the body starts producing what's called reverse T3. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Most doctors, I mean, they've heard of it, but they, they don't really do it. They don't really know exactly what it is. Um, but reverse T3, basically what it does is you have T3, which is the active thyroid hormone, and T4, which is the inactive form of thyroid And what reverse T3 does is it prevents the T4 from being converted into an active form to be used. So it's, what does your thyroid do? It is part of your metabolism. So when you have a lower thyroid, you have low energy, you have a low body temperature, you have a low heart rate, um, you have menstrual disturbances, all these things that you see in metabolic adaptation or low thyroid so a lot of women oh I don't have any energy I have brain fog I don't feel super good and they go to the doctor and they get thyroid tests and they're like, go oh, your thyroid's fine well it's not fine the TSH level is within normal range but the reverse T3 is slowing things down and so you may feel cold all the time cold hands and feet um, low body temperature is a huge one that, that we see regularly. So when I was in this situation, which I've experienced myself, um, my body temperature would be as low as 96.1. And I'm not talking like basal body temperature. I'm talking like I'm moving around, I'm cooking dinner, I'm whatever. I take my temperature. It's like in the 96s. So my body is running two degrees lower than an average normal body temperature of 98.6 now we don't have to be 98.6 but 96.6 or 96.1 is is pretty low and you'll see this uh fairly regularly some women will run in like 97 degrees something like that and if your temperature is consistently low like that then that is a good indication that you are in a situation where you have had some metabolic adaptation and your body is not burning as many calories as it should be Um, and that is one of the things that I, is really easy for women to do and just kind of see where they are at. So it really, honestly, it's more of a difficult thing to know where you're at in all of this. But if you look at a calorie calculator of how many calories you should be able to consume in a day and you are considerably less than that and still not losing weight, then, Um, and you really honestly are like measuring your food to the gram on a food scale and that's what I generally ask my women to do if this is what they feel is happening to them because it's just you can't eyeball it you can't just be like oh well I ate this and you know a lot of women will they mindlessly snack on things and they'll just mindlessly snack and not realize that they just ate 400 calories while they were mindlessly snacking throughout the day. So it really is every little morsel of food that goes in your mouth has to be like measured to the gram um, for a few days and then we look at where you really really are and then we evaluate what's really going on. But when I see this there are absolutely ways for you to Um, get out of this. And in fact, a very, very, very simple way of lowering your reverse T3 levels so that your thyroid can function better again is carbohydrates. I know you're probably shocked, but your thyroid loves carbohydrates. Um, Of course, we need all the macronutrients, but um, increasing carbohydrates. Now, if I have a woman who's been on keto diets or low carbohydrate diets for a period of time, Um, If she just jumps into eating a high carbohydrate diet or, you know, a typical healthy diet, she's probably going to gain weight. And I'm not saying gain fat. I'm not saying fat gain. I'm saying she's going to gain about two pounds of glycogen in her muscles and liver and probably four to six pounds of water with that glycogen and so we're looking at you know six or eight pounds that she's probably going to gain of glycogen and water and even though I can tell her over and over and over you're not gaining fat it freaks them out um, but at the same time if they switch to eating a higher carbohydrate diet a lot of times the weight just won't budge um, and sometimes they do gain a little bit of fat because their metabolism is just not there And that can be really frustrating. And so we have ways, bodybuilders have known about this forever. When you have a bikini competitor or a fitness competitor of some sort who's been dieting down or as they call it, cutting for a show or something like that. And so say she was maintaining at 2000 calories a day and she's been down around 1400, 1300, who knows what their coaches put them on. Some of the coaches are better at not getting so low, but some are not, depends. Um, They don't just jump right back up to the 2,000 calories a day after a show because they know that they'll put on a lot of fat. Their metabolism is not there. And so what they will do is they will do a reverse diet and they have a very calculated and planned out way of slowly adding calories back in and the metabolism actually does adjust back up to the 2,000 calories that they were consuming prior And that's kind of what we are using for women who've been on keto, low-carbohydrate diets, or things like that, is we do a slow, methodical process of allowing you to lose weight and change the composition of your diet, and it really just depends on what you're comfortable with. But the one thing that I will say when we're doing... Uh, when I'm working with a woman and we're actually going into metabolic recovery which is not super common because a lot of times there we don't need to go to these drastic of measures but it does happen there are some women especially women with PCOS or other hormonal issues can be down around 800 calories a day and not losing weight I mean it's really um, it can get really dramatic the amount of calories that people can maintain on And so if I do get into that situation and it is individual for every woman what we do because every body responds differently. But it's a very slow methodical process of how many calories or how many carbohydrates we have you eating and we do a macro balance. Um, I always use a whole food plant-based diet when I'm doing this but your whole food plant-based diet might look different than someone else's depending on what we're seeing your metabolism and what we're, how we're seeing your body responding to foods and so some people have tried say the 50 50 plate that's all the rage right now in the high, in the um, whole food plant-based community and also calorie density calorie density can get you in trouble Uh, which I know from personal experience, it can get you in trouble. And I'm not going to tell you my story today, but maybe if you guys would like, you can comment and let me know and I can tell you what happened to me. Um, But I will just briefly tell you that I was maintaining a normal weight at 750 calories. I was a low weight, but it was still within the normal range. I got that low when I was training with a fitness model. Um, She was my fitness trainer at the time. And it was an absolute nightmare. So I know this can happen. I've lived it. I've weighed my food to the gram. So I know exactly where my metabolism was. Um, And I did do a reverse diet. And in fact, at one point of my reverse diet, when I was eating far more than I had been, I actually started losing weight. And so it's really interesting how you're like, how can this happen? But when we get your metabolism going and we get your exercise and everything on point to where you're not just damaging yourself and having high cortisol levels and all of that, uh, your body will respond really, really, really well. So if you feel like this might be something that's happened to you, if you've been on a keto diet or a low-carb diet or low-calorie dieting, if you just are a chronic dieter and you've lost and gained weight over and over and over again, or you've been into very high-intense exercise, hour two hours a day and you feel like you're just not losing weight anymore your weight is stalled out and nothing is working anymore um that is exactly what I deal with that is very much what I've kind of specialized in because it's something I experienced for myself and I could not find anybody that could really help me and so I had to figure it out on my own and so I would love to work with you please 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 um contact me I would love to hear your story and see if we can do something to help you. Uh, I do one-on-one coaching and all the information on that is on my website. If you want to check that out, follow me on Instagram. Um, and I would love to work with you. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next time.